Welcome to Cowboy Ed. Today, we're riding a little different. Well, I'm riding with my crew. I'm riding with my own kids today. And so I've got Patton. Hi. Aspasia. Hi. And Balin. Hi. All riding side saddle with me on this adventure today. And we're going to get a little bit of opinions, feedback from some students that are, are in school right now and, and just how all things are going from COVID to classes to who knows what, who knows where this, this ride might take us. We are recording all in the same, maybe all, almost all in the same horse today. And so the recording quality, uh, it might be just a little bit more like we're out on the range celebrating a snow day, who knows? But we're gonna dive right in and who knows where we'll go. We hope you enjoy a different take on Cowboy Ed Pod today. So first off, we've talked a lot in this podcast about strategies for teachers. We've talked about ideas to gamify classrooms. We've talked about the emotional toils on school uh, and on kids and teachers. We, we, we covered kind of a wide gamut to help teachers think about and hopefully provide some resources. So flipping this ride upside down, we went to the audience. We went to the, the people that we're teaching to every day, students, and we're going get, to get their, get their thoughts on what's happening. So the first question we're going to pose to them, we're going to start, we'll start with the, the oldest of the group, the one that's in high school. We're going to pose the question as, as far as what's been, what's been unique, what's been unique and, and good about this school year? Uh, unique, I would probably say that we've been online and that we've been doing stuff that we can do at home now and we don't actually have to be in person at school. But I mean, it definitely comes with some problems as well, being online and having to do school online. So I'm going to interrupt you. I'm going to interrupt you, son. I don't want your horse to get out of control there. So when you say there's been some problems, there's been some hiccups along the way. What are what are some of those things that create? What, what are some of those things that, from a kid point of view, that haven't been perfect? Well, uh, sometimes uh, teachers miscommunicate, and you don't always get the assignment in on time, and then it can affect your grade and stuff like that. But mostly just not getting the information I need or stuff like that to do my work. Okay, so now let's. Ooh, let's jump over to that middle school area and let's let's just check in with the middle schooler to say, you know, what's what's been unique or what's been good about the school year this year? It's definitely been the difference in uh, the like what we do, like for being online and how they have to direct the school to actually like deal with COVID. And so what do you, how's that different? Tell me what the different piece is. What, is there something been good about it? Um, yeah, I guess, because you get more, you have more experience and it lets you try something new for the school year with COVID and, but it's kind of difficult when you're like, it's different when you're at lunch because it splits it up and it's masks. Yeah, it's always in intriguing to me to eat with a mask on, dropping your mask and and putting it back on. So now let's shift let's shift down to to that little that little pony, and, and we'll go down to fifth grade and say, you know, what's been unique or good or different about fifth grade? Well, I wouldn't necessarily call it good, but 
the masks have been a real struggle this year, and it's divided, I think, our school. Um, we've lost a lot of what you'd have on a normal year, so much as, like, recesses are different, and lunches, and classes. It's been hard. It's been hard, and, and I think that that truly kind of sums it up for us. It, it has been a challenging, uh, uh, hard year. So all of you thinking about what school looked like, because you were all in school before COVID hit. So you have experience um, as, as, what, as far as classrooms and those kind of things, uh, what those things all look like. But now you have experience during COVID. And so with that as we get out of, as, as things are shifting and COVID is going away a little bit, and, and hopefully we're going to go back to some state of non-COVID. I don't like to use the word normal because I don't want us to step backwards. But when we think about going forward, what's something that's happened as a result of COVID that you hope schools continue to do or continue to, to get better at or continue to use and not forget about? Uh, that it was just a COVID kind of thing. Let's let's dive in with the with the the youngest buckaroo first. Balin, what do you got? Um, I would say sanitizing. Um, before COVID, it was so much that they didn't care to sanitize. But in COVID, they make sure to have places where you can sanitize and make sure you're clean. And I hope we keep that going on after COVID. Well, that one just about knocked my hat right off there. Uh, that's a surprising answer that a takeaway from, and that's something worth noting that we have areas to, where kids can be, get cleaned up a little bit. So that's a, that's a great, for everybody listening out there, don't, don't forget that, that that's important to our kids. Let's jump into that middle school area and say, you know, what's something we hope we take forward from this, what we've learned, what schools have done, what do you hope they take forward uh, into the future, Aspasia? It's definitely being clean but it's also how hard the teachers try because those kids online they really have to try and get them on and try to get the same education as the kids at school and so that balance that true blended mentality of of mixing classrooms um is is definitely something we don't want to lose so let's we got to go to the older student in the room uh the the more you know weathered cowboy Patton. What do you hope they take forward after COVID from the lessons of COVID? I would say technology by far. Uh, they use it so much better now. I mean, we used to just not even really use our computers except when we were at school and like needed to that. But now we actually have to, like, I don't know, turn in assignments and stuff like that. And we have programs and stuff that we can use to communicate better and other things to make learning easier, which helps out a lot. Well, I see the little cowboy riding up here. What do you got, Balin? What do you got to add to um, what your brother said? I agree with Patton, and I also agree that our teachers have gotten a lot better at using technology. I remember when I was younger, our teachers would struggle with getting technology up and running for our class, but as through COVID, it seems that we've gotten a lot better, and it's made school much easier for them to know how to run technology, and I hope we continue that. Wow. Uh, so he hearing that for sure, that I, I, I hear that in all of these uh, students sitting beside me, that they appreciate that their teachers have have taken that leap forward, that they've tried to find ways to use technology 
to, to communicate, to be able to turn in assignments, to connect all of those things that, uh, let's be honest, uh, they're, they're going to need at the next level when they go to uh, move on out of high school into uh, college and those environments, or, or even the workforce, they're going to have to be able to communicate and use technology. So, you know, to all the teachers out there, they're, yeah, don't forget, they, they appreciate, A, that you're trying. And and notice, I, I, I didn't hear any of these cowboys say, or cowgirl, I didn't hear them say that, that we've done it perfect, but they appreciate that we're trying. And that is that is a huge thing to to remember and not lose sight of. So now let's let's see where the wind takes us on this one. I'm gonna ask that that great question to kids, and we've got different perspectives here. So what's that one one piece, one or two things that if you could let just get inside your teacher's head and say, hey, why don't you do more of this? Whatever this is. What would you like, and not, we can't just have longer lunches, and we can't just have longer recesses, unless they're purposeful. But what is that thing, what is that thing you, you just, you like to let all those teachers know, hey, don't be afraid to do this more, because it really helps us. So I'm going to dive right in the middle, and I'm going to go to Aspasia. What do you got, Aspasia? What do you want your teachers to know? I think, like, simplifying a problem or something in a class like when you're learning something to like lower it down to actually understand because sometimes like it doesn't make sense and if you're online that really confuses you so like if it's really easy to understand then it makes it so much easier to learn in class so let me let me so you're saying don't be afraid to add more steps don't be afraid to you know break it down into you know, instead of taking jumping to step three, whether it's in the classroom or on technology, instead of jumping to step three or four, don't forget there's students out there that, that might need step one, two, and three, and quickly, shortly, put those in there because they're helpful. Yeah, and even if it's like it's snooping it down to like really easy, like you should understand it, it really helps in the long run because it makes you understand what you're learning more and how it works more. You know, I think that that will definitely resonate with teachers because we, as as educators, as teachers, also know that you know you can't ever assume all your teachers in a building are at the same level. Whether it's a new LMS, whether it's using iPads or Chromebooks or those things, and so you have to make sure that you have the steps in there. Otherwise, some of your teachers uh, get lost, and some of your teachers get frustrated. So I'm here, and it's it's almost entertaining that I'm hearing the same same thing that we often hear from teachers uh, about professional development. Make sure you're putting those steps in. If I don't need those steps, if the students don't need those steps, they'll skip over them. But if they need those steps, they can go back and look at them and get the help they need without being overly frustrated uh, and not being able to, to to solve or get there and feel like, oh God, this is something I, I'm you know I'm so dumb I couldn't figure this out. Uh, let those steps help you out. All right, so let's go, how about elementary? What would you like all those elementary teachers to maybe keep doing or try some more of? Because it really helps you or makes school fun. I think a lot of teachers lack on making sure to back up their consequences. And what I mean by that is if you don't wear your mask, they get on you about it and they say they're gonna take something away but they never do and that just lets kids think that oh it's fine 
we can not wear our masks and it's fine. But if teachers would back what they consequences up, then we we'd take it. You'd follow through more. You'd take it a little bit more serious. Yeah, and, and I'm just sitting here like my hat's blown off right now to hear this answer because, you know, sometimes in school, I think we, I, I'm not going to say we work hard to, to be friends or, or put, you know, the, the soft consequences in, but you, you oftentimes wonder, uh, and, and you're hearing it from, from a student, that when we have consequences and then we don't follow through on those consequences, there, there may be unknowns, there may be variables, but that it actually makes the other students more com more uncomfortable. Uh, is this situation going to be enforced? Is it not? And I guess it, as as Balin brought up, mask it could apply to having your stuff applied to having your stuff ready for class, having your lunch bag, uh, being in line at recess. Who knows what it means? But those consequences actually mean something. And yeah, so hey, I. These answers are totally unscripted, so there you go. Uh, elementary folks is probably middle school and high school. Keep that in mind, as if you're going to lay out a consequence, that uh, that follow-through is pretty important. So let's jump to the, well, the semi-top of this totem pole, and let's go to Patton and, and hear what, what he hopes middle school or high school teachers should keep doing or try more. Uh, for me, I don't even know what I want to do when I grow up or what I want to be, and I feel like teachers are really good at teaching the stuff they're supposed to teach like things that we might use but it doesn't help me choose what I want to do when I'm older it just gives me the knowledge to I don't know I just don't know I feel like you should they should probably be like making an opportunity somehow of like opening the world to multiple like, just experiencing different things like that, so you can eventually, by the time, you know, you get out of high school or something, you can have an idea of what you want to do instead of just knowing how to solve math problems or read this way or that. Just being able to know what you want to do, I feel, is more important. Than... So, uh, what I hear what I hear from you, Patton, is that you're, you're looking at, like, well, sometimes we like analogies. So if we're, if we're going to get ice cream and instead of I'm going to, you know, I'm going to taste the entire gallon of this ice cream before I know if I like it or the entire gallon of Rocky Road or vanilla and chocolate and chocolate chip, instead of eating all those gallons, maybe I should just, maybe we need to work at getting more opportunities, more spoonfuls and taste testing and then getting a second spoonful if it becomes Something we're actually, yeah, we like that flavor a little bit more. So we get an opportunity to experience more jobs, um, get those uh, job experiences, life experiences, get out there and see maybe what the medical field, what the, uh, the, the more technical side, the CTE fields look like, going and visiting uh, manufacturing places, going and visiting hospitals, going and visiting, you know, mechanic shops, going, I mean, there's, getting those kind of opportunities so that you kind of get a taste and saying, I kind of like this, and I kind of like this, and I kind of like this. And those skills are going to take us somewhere. So we need, we need more, of a, more of a Baskin-Robbins approach than uh, you're going to eat a gallon of three or four things before I get out of high school.
Yes. All right, that sounds... So the little buckaroo's jumping in here again. What do you got, Balin? I also want to say I want um, teachers to be on the same page as, like, a lot of teachers get on you for not wearing your mask, but also a lot of them will not say anything. And so that kind of makes it a confusing, like... If all the teachers would be on the same page, so either wear it or don't wear it, it'd make it a lot easier on your kids. Well, Balin brings up a great point about schools. And we, we talk a lot about that, that, that common culture in a building in the sense of, you know, whether it's rules, uh, whether it's ha how to turn in, whether it's how to write, uh, whether it's how to write a paragraph using different um, uh, philosophies throughout an entire building. Developing that common culture helps helps kids understand whether whether it's a mask or turning in an assignment or writing a paragraph or the steps to complete a math problem that that common nature from first to second to third to fourth to fifth and onward is important and and I'm not always perfect on that so as we hear it from the mouth of the young cowboys it, it definitely it definitely is meaningful uh, to, to some of them to make sure that there is some continuity uh, in in that process so here we are. We've we've talked a little bit about COVID, the the good, the bad. We talked a little bit about where schools might go in in the future. And now I'm going to go to probably I don't know. Hopefully this is the question that that makes every teacher out there, every educator smile to end our end our podcast today. So the question is pretty simple. What is that one thing you love? about school what's that one thing you love about school that you know you're you're without it i mean you'd be missing out and so w it's good to always know those so let's go to Patton. Patton, what do you got what do you love about school one thing i love about school is i don't know i mean i like to learn but i feel like the most reason i like school is <laughs> probably just talking to people just getting to know people better and, and like just socializing, I guess. Okay. Definitely uh, an answer I think a lot of people can, can identify with, a lot of kids can identify with, that social aspect of school and which that social aspect changed and has changed as a result of COVID. And so as we move on past COVID, going back to some of those skills that we have as teachers, uh, those philosophies to really maximize social interaction within learning experiences. Okay, let's jump back to, let's jump to Balin. Balin, what do you got? I'm not going to sugarcoat. I'm not a big fan of school, but school, I like socializing with my friends, just like Patton said. I mean, that's the best part of school, getting to see friends and make those connections that are way better than learning math. <laughs> way better than learning math but here's here's the, the piece that I think is important as we've got the oldest and the youngest in the room as far as students and, and, and they're both talking about socializing and when we think about socializing how, how do we oftentimes classrooms are and especially during COVID straight lines rows six feet apart not talking all of those kind of things but the things that kids truly and, and maybe more so today than they did before, that, that they truly are searching for is that social interaction. So how do we maximize education and social interaction? 
That's the challenge, but that's what they're looking for. So let's go to my last, my last, the cowgirl on the ride. Let's go to Aspasia and hear what she has to add to what she loves about school. Um, it's definitely the memories you make in school, like with friends and teachers and even those like embarrassing ones, you never really forget them. And that kind of like remembers what, that kind of gives you like a specialty in school. Like when you look back on it, it you remember those ones, you remember those memories that you made. And like the classes you take, it gives you like different things to try out. Like there's band and like swimming and like different classes you can try and that like lets you try different things and so that's like yeah so another connection to memory and and social and so i guess as, as i'm sitting here as a classroom teacher i'm thinking how can i create more memories and how can i create more social interaction in my classroom so i i can't i can't say enough about uh the courage and that i appreciate uh, these three young buckaroos joining our ride today. I'm, I'm very thankful for having Balin, Aspasia, and Patton join us on Cowboy Ed today. But as all of our rides, they eventually come to an end. So we will talk to you soon. But before we go, don't forget to check us out on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Keep the conversation going. We want to hear from you and we want to hear what you want us to talk about, who we should talk to. All we want to know is what you want us to share. So we'll talk to you soon. Move them on. on. Head them up. Head them up. Move them on. Move them on. Head them up. Cowboy Ed on the road.